Welcome to In The Loop Podcast, a podcast that is inspired by the Western culture and the rodeo industry. I am your host, Jordan Joe Hullabaugh, professional rodeo athlete, business owner, married to my best friend, full-time cowgirl, and I am blessed to get to do what I love to do each and every day. My goal is to promote this industry and specifically the sport of breakaway roping. On In The Loop Podcast, we are bringing you behind-the-scenes stories of what real life looks like every day from cowgirls, cowboys, industry producers, leaders, trailblazers, you name it, we talk about it. We are sharing stories of this Western culture and the lifestyle that they live daily. Join me as we share these stories of the amazing triumphs, trials, and victories, defining moments that we all have along this journey of the amazing way of life that we live. You are officially in the loop. Let's get to it. So today I am here with Latricia Duke and Brent Lewis. We are going to be talking about the Roping Fraternities of America here in 2024. This is a huge fraternity. You guys were the first roping fraternity that I know of that kind of got started and and really made this deal a big deal. So Latricia and Brent, thanks for coming to the show today. Thank you, Jordan. Yep. Thanks for having us. So, Latricia, I want to start with you and, and talk a little bit about this. You are one of the founders of this association, and you are now taking this on and moving forward in 2024. So talk a little bit about what it looks like in 2024, what the new changes are, and what's to come with the Roping Fraternities of America. Um, we have implemented some changes this year. Um, we've moved to Waco. Think really excited about that move. It's It'll have everybody under one roof if there's rain or we experienced a little bit of snow and sleet one year. Um, no one has to go outside the, it's a little bit safer. I feel like for the horses and Waco's such a great facility. And so that's, that's been a move that we're pretty excited about. Um, we also added this year, a shootout round that we've never had before that being anyone that wins a check in the slot races and the average will come back on Saturday night, um, spotlight owners, trainers, talk about those horses' pedigrees, where they came from, and then those contestants get the peat for no entry fee. It's included in your slot. You run one cap, one steer, whatever that might be, $5,000 winner take off. So it'll be a not trying to stay in the average, just win all you can in that one run, and really excited about watching that. Uh, and then there's some changes going on with the stock situation and some things like that, but really excited moving forward from here. Um I, I just, I'm, I'm super excited about taking this on and, and where we're going to build from here. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really good. You know, I love the venue at Waco. 
everybody loves to be inside, especially in the spring in Texas. You don't know whether it's going to be hot or cold, especially Brent living in Canyon. He really doesn't know what it's going to be like in Canyon. Um, But we're glad to be in Waco and excited about that. But I'm going to jump in before we kind of talk about to Brent a little bit. Y'all break down for me what everything is here, because I'm going to play ignorant here. I'm a pretend rodeo cowgirl, don't know anything about fraternities. What is the slot fraternity? What is the fraternity? What is the derby? Like, break it down for me, each and every discipline that you guys have. Okay, so the this this concept's been going on for years in the barrel horse business. We, as, as most everybody will know that watches this, I'm a barrel racer. I'm not a roper, but I am extremely passionate about great animals and great horses. And, and I love great, and young horses has always been my passion. So the the slot started in the barrel race i think actually it really started in the halter horse even before the barrel racing but my knowledge of it started in the barrel race won a ton of money doing it it's a great way to showcase young horses it's a five thousand dollar entry fee limited to 50 entries you can only ride one horse in it in the in the breakaway and the tie down you can ride two in the team roping um it's big payouts, uh, $50,000 in the average $20,000 rounds. I mean, giant payouts. Um, those horses are just turning four years old. So there's, there's quite the gamble there with, with that kind of deal. Uh, I've always loved the slots. I've had a lot of luck in them and they're, they're super fun and, and it's a high pressure, high, high energy, anything. And they're great to watch. Um, the fraternity itself is a 10,000 added fraternity in each discipline. We have heading, healing, tie down, and breakaway. Um, that's a 10,000 added fraternity. It's for horses. The fraternity itself is for horses five and under. The derby's for horses seven and under. It's, um, it's set up to showcase young horses, the future of rodeo. You know, mm-hmm. my goal from, from day one was to see these horses that I saw them when they were four compete for the very first time. And then one day see them, you know, somebody winning a world championship on them, watching them go with the NFR. There's horses already that were three years into this. And I've already seen horses that came out of this, that, that started out in the slot races. And I, well, as a matter of fact, the horse that uh, Marty Yates did so good on at Fort Worth was a slot horse at the RFA. And that's super exciting for me. And, cool. and that's the goal of it is to watch these horses come on and be great animals. Well, and I think that that's so neat because now that we have the Cowboy Channel, I feel like all we do is watch Fox News or the news and the Cowboy Channel. And so to be able to see these horses evolve and come and just to see them through that program, through the RFA and now on the Cowboy Channel competing for the Pro Rodeos, I think is really cool. And how neat that you guys have started this so young to where, you know, five, ten years from now, we're going to be seeing world champions ride horses that have come through the RFA. So I think that that's really cool. Um, but Brent, I kind of want to loop you in right now. So you've you've changed this up, Latricia. You're you're bringing in Brent Lewis to work the calf roping and the breakaway and help you with the stock there. And you're also bringing in Jojo Lamont to do the team rope and stock and and work the different parts of the different angles. So Brent, tell us what is going to be a little bit different this year than we've seen in years past at the RFA with you kind of coming in and and helping with the breakaway and the tie down. So I don't think it's any secret last year. I don't think a lot of us were satisfied and it to nobody's fault. It's just, uh, it was a horse race. The, the barrier was short. You had to get out. The cattle were really, really strong. Um, I felt like a lot of those colts were defeated before they got started. And so what we're going to change and I don't know how it's going to go. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to rope, uh, the black half dairy calves, um, my goal, dream, or whatever would be 
to have a little bit of start on those horses where like you had to see, let's say, at least neck rope around the gate where a horse has to score a little bit. And hopefully what I want to see is the run in the middle area. Uh, that horse have to go catch that calf, but not be defeated. Um, not such a strong calf that you, that that horse is going to, you're going to ruin him instead of building. So we're going to try to have the evenest set of cattle we can. Um, I'm going to go down there and rope behind the barrier a little bit to learn what I can see and what, how we can set it up. Um, try to set it in the middle of the arena, the shoots in the middle of the arena where cattle can go both ways, but we're going to try to encourage our cattle to run straight as we can. Um, like I said, we've tried it before. It, I, I just felt like last year it, it wasn't what I wanted. To, I mean, you had to get going. And if a colt scored good, sometimes you just missed it and you're in a horse race. And right. we're going to try to fix that part of it um, to where it's more for the horse. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, we got some rope and some of the guns that go to the, to the, the breakaway, the camp open everybody comes there to rope. Um, I want that horse, that better horse to shine. If we can make it that way, hopefully we can. And if it don't work, it won't be because we didn't work real hard at it. Well, and I want to talk a little bit more. And I loved how you said you, you want to build these horses up. We really don't want to defeat them. And I think that that there's so many challenges that come with this, the, the rope for trees of America, they're young, they're full of fire, um, full of themselves, probably. Uh, just like any of us were when we were young, but you're training these horses and you're committing them and you're building them up to go forward from here. And I love how you said that, you know, we don't want them to leave here defeated. We want them to leave here built up so that, you know, just like Marty Yates is, is riding the horse that he, that I don't know who rode him last year at the RFA, but that was rode at the RFA can go on and compete and, and create that longevity and those legacy for those horses. So as yourself, you're a trainer and, and you have a, a big, big barn there in Canyon, Texas, and, and you ride a lot of outside horses. What are some of the things that you do to condition these horses and train them to be prepared to compete at something like the Rope Horse Fraternities of America? Well, we, we try to put a program on them as a two-year-old somewhat. Not not a lot of pressure, but they, they get to see something. We want to broker horse. Before I get into this, I think I want to mention, I think the horse that Haven set the world, the uh, record at the finals on this year was a, RFA Fisturi horse. I think that horse oh, is, yeah. is just a five-year-old. And I think that horse come out of there. So, hey, if we can do Little that. Punched. And yeah, yes. And I think, uh, I think this deal will really help the better horses and the, the better trainers. I know it's, it's helped me get better because you, you got to think about it. You, when we, when we start that horse, yes, we want, to the fatigue win a bunch but there's a lot of horses that we know that are going to make it that may not be ready for that so you got to make some decisions there hey this horse is not quite ready because you can blow them up and mm -hmm. but the whole horse industry the cutters the rainers the snaffle bitters they've been doing this for a long time it's it's not a new thing as far as training a three-year-old so number one i think that two-year-old needs a little needs to be broker like those guys do it um have some you know the thing about a two-year-old when you start you add pressure that's pressure uh it's a good pressure but you have to keep as a trainer putting pressure on that horse right 
and there's bad pressure and there's good pressure. And as a trainer, you have to know, Hey, I'm, I'm either trying to cram this down his throat or I got to back off here and be better there. So there's a lot of, it's a lot of learning curve. I really, since I've been doing this, these maturity deals, I love training them in a three-year-old year. I think it's the best time. Those horses, if if they're broke and they have the background, it's it's just a great time to train them. They um, they can't go fast yet. They're learning to run. They think they're going fast, but so you're you're adding that kind of pressure. But it's it's not like taking a six-year-old horse that's never had anything done, and that horse can really run and do stuff. Well, it's it's real easy to blow that horse uh, if he mm-hmm. hadn't had that that early on training so we like it we we show these horses as a four when when we come home from the paternity we kick them out we don't do much and then we haul them a little bit of course i'm lucky sam's got a lot of things to go to ropings in or twice type stuff where we got 19 and unders we got amateur rodeos so we can throw that horse in a lesser pressure environment after he's come back from the paternity and he's had a little time off and getting some hauling that year, we don't we don't really worry about it. Just take them a little bit. And man, as a five year old, we go anywhere. They're ready, just like yeah. Say that that horse that Haven's riding. Um, tons of pressure up there. It's loud. That horse was the probably the best horse there, right? Um, him and Pockets. I mean, there's some good horses up there, but that horse shined. He scored, run, worked every time. Um, pretty impressive for a five-year-old to me. Yeah. Well, and I love how you talk about pressure and good pressure and bad pressure and knowing when to back off. And I think that's something the, the rope horse fraternities really does highlight. And I love how you guys are putting a new spin on it this year. First and foremost, giving these Colts a chance to build it up. But secondly, because you're going to be behind the scenes, you're going to go early and you're going to figure out what's going to work and what's not. And not very many people, if any, go and do that. And so I think that makes a big difference, especially when you're putting up that kind of money, which obviously you're running it amazing money, 15, 15 or $25,000 around $60,000 in the average at the slot ropens. It's tremendous. Um, you can't, that kind of money is life changing, especially on a four-year-old. And so I think that that's good, but I really think that's cool of y'all to go and do that, put yourself in that position to give everybody else an equal chance and do the best job you can. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, but we all think we know, but until you've seen it, you can't. So I think we just need to go down there and set it up, make some runs down there and, and make it fit the horse as best we can. Uh, and keep in mind, we're the only fraternity that I know of. We're, we're just straight time. There's no judges, just a barrier judge, the arena judge, the flagger, you know, and it, it's all on time. And the guys Haven and, uh, Shane did a deal, Go Buck Futurities, and they had a great deal. I didn't go down there, but I watched some of it, and I think it worked. And they have a – it's on time, plus they judge it too. And so they've got a formula there somehow that they figure that out. And I think it went really good. But we are the only people that take the judge out of it and leave it to the clock. Um, the reason I like that is I've got – I've kind of soured to the AQHA and that judging. I've showed horses for a long time used to there, and they don't know what a good horse is. They they don't know what a good – what horse will take you somewhere and win you money. Um, and it's sad. I don't like it. 
and I'm I'm a little hard headed about it, but I think I like our deal because it's it's all on time. And another deal, it brings it brings the badasses um, because me as an owner or trainer, I'm gonna want the best guy, you know, the greatest roper, but not just the greatest roper, the the guy that can ride a young horse and has good form and knows what he's doing, how to set a horse up. That that's big to us at this stage in those horses careers. Well, and especially how it sounds like you're going to set the startup, you know, you're going to have to be able to score and then you are going to have to be able to set them up. You know, you're going to have to be able to run three, four five swings down there, keep your horse put together and put a run together. And I think that that, you know, I've, I'm partial to, to your genre of roping, obviously, because of my husband. Um, but I tell you what, there's a lot of ropings videos. If you guys haven't already, you need to go and buy a DVD. I don't know if you even have a DVD player, but you need to buy one. Um, the roping jackpots that y'all got to go to, that was some of the best roping I've seen as far as horsemanship. The cattle were a little bigger and, and it is completely different than it is now. You know, we've, we watched Sam and cheered him on and pumped for him too, but I think it's bringing back a little bit of how y'all roped and putting that into the fraternities and, and bringing back the horsemanship, the ropemanship, and kind of putting it all together of what it takes to be a cowboy and a calf roper again. It is. And, and of course I'm a big fan. That's how I grew up and we had to use a horse more than they have to use one. Now, not to say these same guys would, would fit right in with us because the setups, you know, they would have, would have, you use that horse more. Um, but back then you had to have a good one, a strong one and had to know how to ride a horse a little bit because it was just longer setups, bigger calves. But in, in saying that, even these shorter scores, you, you watch the guys with a good left hand that ride horses good and correct. They're the guys that win more. They still keep that horse longer. Um, that horse lasts longer in his career. Um, it's still a cowboy event and it's, it's, it's sure changed a lot since I roped and I, I get in a junkie mood and want to complain about it, but it's still a cowboy event. And number one, you have to have a good horse. The best, the, the best horse there is going to win the most money through, throughout the year. I still believe that. Yeah. And Latricia, I want to bring you back in and talk about the best horse. One of the coolest things I think I've seen y'all do is you feature the horses, you feature the owners, you feature the trainers, you you bring them all in and you really highlight the whole process that it takes to make these horses from start to finish where they're at. So talk a little bit more about that and and kind of your goal behind doing that and creating this legacy for these horses. You know, I when, when the idea of this came about, actually, I went to Larry D. It's been about 12 years ago. And I, I called Larry D. We've been friends since we were kids. And I said, hey, I have this idea. I want to have a slot roping for the breakaway. And she goes, there's no way you'll never get 50 girls to spend up $5,000. We're not ready for that. Forward a little bit. And I call her back. And I'm like, okay, I really want to do this again. And she said, okay, we're ready. Breakaway's ready. We're And it started really around the breakaway. And then it went into the calf roping and then so on. But I was, she was like, okay, we're ready. And so that's when it got started but you know i've just seen the barrel horse industry evolve over the years and that that's where my background is and and i've seen that evolve and i always felt like even in my industry the owners seem to be left out um they they pay all the bills they buy all the, buy all the horses they breed all the babies 
I mean, they're the money behind our industry and they get left out. And I don't want that to happen in the rope horse industry. Yes, the guy gets his name called out that's out there that that's actually doing rope in, in the public. Um, the rope horse deal, I, I found a, another little glitch that I, I wasn't really prepared for. And that's the trainer. Um, in the barrel horse business, we actually train and run those. Um, the rope feels a little different. There's Brent. You know, Brent's a phenomenal trainer. He was the trainer, I think, the first year. but those guys get left out. So I've really made an effort to make sure that those people get highlighted. They are the ones that pay the bills. They are the ones that actually train the horse. Um, you know, you get the Havens get his name called out anyway, but he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal trainer. And so now he's, he's double recognized and people know that. Um, it just, I would like to see the, I love a great horse. I have a stud horse where I've bred several rope horse mirrors to him, even though he's a barrel horse stud, we did rope cabs on him, but I want to see this industry grow. I want to see it's crazy in the last 10 years, 15 years in the barrel horse deal. Those horses are now bred to run barrels and it makes it so much easier. Well, I would like to see where you get on those, those, your next breakaway horse that, that you're training or Brent's next calf horse and they're bred to do it. I mean, it takes out so many variables and now all of a sudden you see the best trainer, you know, with the best horse, bring it, bring it to the table. Um, so that's, I would, I've, I've been very passionate about watching the breeding program evolve from here and watching the money continue to grow. And unfortunately for all of us, there comes a time where the, your rodeo career becomes a little bit rearview mirror than through the windshield. And as a, as a horse trainer, it's the way that you can stay involved and you can still shape the, the future go and, and you don't lose what you've worked your entire life to build. And that that's my goal with this is that that those of us that are maybe getting to the end of that of the actual hauling up and down the road, we still have a future in this and and we still have something to offer. Well, and that's what I was sitting here thinking, you know, as as I, you know, I think the NFL does an amazing job of it, right? These guys come in, they play, but then as soon as they're done playing, they have an outlet and they're continually involved in the NFL and they're evolving in the sport and blah, 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 so on and so forth. And I'm like, we need that for rodeo. You know, I've seen myself, my husband and so many others, you give everything that you've got. And then when it's over, it's over and and you're forgotten before you probably even getting out of the arena. And so I love how you guys are doing this because it is, it's giving everybody an outlet to be all phases of this process, whether you are a rider, a trainer, an owner, you know, and it, and it really highlights just like Brent, you know, you had an incredible career, you had horse of the year, um, you know, you, like you said, you had amazing horses, you love good horses and all that. So now you're getting to continue to leave your impact on this industry giving us the opportunity to ride some of these really good horses. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, giving us an outlet and, and creating those horses to continue on in the rodeo industry. And, and I do, I think that's really neat because it's not over now, you know, there is a future and not just that the money is there to prove it. You know, there's over $90,000 available in each and every one of these disciplines in the slot races, man, that's unheard of. So I think that's really neat. Yeah. And, uh, just some talking about how much somebody the very first year, um, Tim Smith seventy thousand in the breakaway. Marcus Costa wins seventy two thousand in the timeout. And then this last year, Emily Charlesworth blasted two off. It was it was so fun to watch. Um, one hundred ten thousand in one night on two caps. Uh, even was over a thousand. Um, you know it's it's a lot of money and 
And I know, I mean, I, you have to, and with what I do, I have to go win money at the futurities to be able to afford to go to rodeos. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see these, these great competitors go get a chance to win that much money and, and subsidize their rodeo career. And then the, the Brents that are training the best, uh, the best calf horses that there are. He's got a bay horse that actually belongs to me, but that horse came up through the rope and futurity. And I, um, Sam at Denver won his set on him, makes the finals. Uh, Marty wins a round on him, you know, and that, that horse is, he's, he's a just turned seven and he came up through the rope horse maturity deal and he won a lot of money at the, I think he won around maybe in the, the derby last year at the rope horse. So there's a lot of money out there and, and it, and it is change. It does change your life. It, it keeps you where you can make a living doing what you love. Yeah. So talk about where, you know, we're really close to 2024, March 27th through the 30th at Waco, Texas. Um, this is kind of a rebuilding year for you guys. And I love you're like, you're bringing in Brent, you're bringing in Jojo, you know, you're mixing some things up, but let's talk about how we can get involved. Tell everybody, if you want to get involved in the Rope Horse Fraternities of America, how do you get involved? What does the slots look like? Um, talk me through that process. We, uh, the slots will actually close before this airs. Um, there was, um, I'm a, I'm a real stickler. So that's, that is me. So the slots. It's Cause you're a barrel racer. I'm a barrel racer. So I I'm just the kidding. <laughs> the February 1st, the slots close. I won't take any entries after that. Whatever we have is what we're going to rope with. Um, so, but if you want to get a slot for 25, you're just called. There's a number on the, the rope and fraternities of America website, or you can go to our Facebook page, RFA. And uh, most of the information is actually posted on the Facebook page. Uh, the entries will close for pre-entries and the Futurity and the Derby on February, I think post-March, February 23rd on that. We will take late entries out with a, a pretty decent late fee because um, my cattle guys, they Brent and JoJo seem to think they're going to know need to know how many cattle they need. Um, it's not just three barrels anymore. <laughs> There's a, another layer <laughs> Um, so, and then, um, you know, we're, we're trying to pick up some sponsors, get them involved, but yeah, we are, we're, I mean, the, the world knows that some things happened last year and we're in a rebuilding year. I've taken on some, some partners in the, in the whole, but I'm more excited about this than I've ever been. And I, if, if nothing else, come out and watch and as an owner or a trainer or somebody that would like to get involved, get your feet wet. I'll put you to work in the office, Brown put you to work in the arena. No, whatever. But um, it's, it's really is a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I've through this, it's kind of crazy. Like some of my best friends now are breakaway ropers and, and I've met all these, these rope horse people that I've never known. And, and it's, it's a super cool industry. And gosh, I mean, I've really enjoyed making friends with people that, that rope and, and brought my friend horizon. But it, it's, it's been a lot of fun and I, and I really enjoy it. And I've developed this passion for breakaway horses and calf horses. It's kind of fun, but <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, a great horse is a great horse and and that, that's been fun for me. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited. I will say if you're a breakaway roper and you don't have an opportunity to be at this rope and you need to be there, um, if you need to get a slot, find somebody. Like you said, if you bought a slot, you're a lifetime owner of the slot. But there is somebody with a slot that you can find a horse to ride. This is amazing, life-changing money, and this is not going anywhere. Rope Horse Fraternities of America, 
you know, I feel like we're going to, you guys are going to be here for a long, long time and creating this legacy and, and I'm excited for you. So if you have any questions, visit their Facebook, go on their website, March 27th through the 30th, get your entries in before February, because if not, you're going to have a hefty late fee, but maybe you'll win it back at the Road Horse Fraternity America. You never know. If you do have a horse and it's getting too late now, but, and you don't have a slot, remember there's lots of us that have slots that sometimes don't have the horses ready or didn't get the horses bought. So you can always lease that slot, make a, make a deal for that slot and just call around. Um, I know I've helped several people get slots this year, uh, slots available that I know of that somebody had a horse, somebody didn't have a horse trained or ready. So don't forget you're, if you're not, if you don't have a slot and you want one, I think it's pretty easy still to, to figure that out and to get one as an owner. Well, and too, I would just like to extend, you know, if you guys are interested, contact Brent, get a hold of Sierra. If you don't, if you're looking for that spot, Latricia as well, um, reach out. Because like you said, everything changes from year to year. And somebody that owns a slot might not have a horse. You might. So there's a lot of different moves that you can make there to get involved and get your foot in the door. And I think it would be a great investment. Um, Latricia, Brent, thank you guys for coming today and being on the show. I wish you best of luck and hope to see you in Waco. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks. Thank you.